Welcome to The Growing Band Director, the podcast that dives into topics applying to all of us band directors. My name is Kyle Smith, and joining me is my friend and colleague, Jeff Smith. Together, we discuss many aspects of the school band program, including how to build your concert, jazz, and marching programs, as well as everything else we do as band directors. More importantly, we'll discuss concepts that help us all improve our own programs every day. Always remember the famous quote by Ray Kroc, when you're green, you're growing, and when you're ripe, you rot. Let's get started. Welcome, everyone, to another episode of The Growing Band Director. This is episode 16, Interschool Networking. I'm Jeff Smith, and I'll be with you today. Kyle has a lot of concerts this week, so I'm just doing this week's episode. Band directors are very busy teachers, but interschool networking, volunteering, and participation are crucial to the longevity, advancement, and enjoyment of your teaching experience. One of the things I found is that you need to make friends with some very crucial people in your building to advance your program. One person is the principal secretary. And I don't mean just to go and say hello, but to develop a friendship, conversational friendship with the person so that you can discuss things and they help you and you help them with projects that are going on in the building. The school nurse, knowing about your students and being able to deal with your students is extremely important. And we need to make sure that we know our school nurse and have wonderful conversations with the nurse. Without being said, of course, the custodians, but I come from a very large building where there was a head custodian and there are 12 other custodians. And then there were the night 12 custodians and the night head custodian. And knowing all of them and working with them is very important, especially when you're hosting events that need custodial oversight during the course of a meeting or a rehearsal or a performance. Food service personnel. I I remember specifically that one of the things that I did was that I never ate lunch in my office. I mandated that I went down to the cafeteria every day for lunch so that I could talk and chat with the school uh, food service personnel and chat and talk with my colleagues from other departments. So they knew who I was and we were able to have just very positive relationships. And for food service personnel, I remember hosting a uh, state music festival of my school and we had to feed the kids. And I I worked it out with the food service and uh, they were able to take care of everything that I needed. But more importantly, when they were serving food, I said, can I jump in the line and help? And I put on my sterile gloves, I put on my hat and I helped serve and talk to the kids and, and work with the staff. And we were all a good, healthy, positive family. Plus in my building, we had a maintenance staff and they fixed the air conditioners or whatever happened in the building. And these folks were very crucial to uh, keeping my area of the building open and functional, especially with all the movement in and out with band festivals and festivities. Um, The other thing that I think people tend to forget is that you're a colleague to a lot of people And they want to know you, they want to know about you, and they want, and you need to know about them and what their needs are. Um, And sometimes it's time consuming. It means 
going to meetings that you'd say I'd rather be working on music, but going to those meetings and helping them out and them helping you out makes for a very positive colloquial situation that wears does well to help your kids have a positive attitude because their colleagues are saying, oh, you're going to so-and-so for um, for music. Okay, fine. No problem. Make sure you make up your work. And then in return, what I did is I had it worked out with my colleagues that if they had one of my kids and they weren't really pulling their end of the stick by doing their homework or studying well, they call me and uh, we'd have a group meeting, maybe the guidance counselor, my colleague and myself. And we'd say to the kid, you know, this is part of a life. You, you need to be able to fulfill all of these parameters. And in doing so, the positive relationship I developed with my colleagues and the uh, guidance counselor department tended to get positive reactions towards my music department. Uh, I, and I think we lose sight of that. We tend to get so busy. We tend to sit in our office and just do what we have to do and work with our other music colleagues. But there's a lot of people out there. And then when it comes to course or subject selection time, well, let's look at this. You know, you've got the world languages. You've got the art department. You've got the industrial arts department. You've got the culinary arts department. You've got countless other departments that have electives and they're all vying for our kids and we need to make sure we have a positive relationship so that we keep our kids and work with them and their schedules and our colleagues to make sure things work out in their schedules so what i did was i volunteered to be on the guidance department scheduling committee and i would go to the create the meetings that created each year's matrix and then during the course of the summer, I'd go in and meet with the administrator and the counselor in charge of the matrix. And we'd talk about where there are conflicts and how to resolve them. Um, courses that have doubletons and tripletons are, are really not an issue. But courses that have singletons against the music department is an issue. And we need to be able to work that out. So our students are not put in a bind. And they have to make a choice on whether to do music or not do music. And I think that becomes a major issue when you get into the 11th and 12th grade, and we want to avoid any dropouts from our programs in the 11th and 12th grades. And this inter-school networking works out well, where I get, I remember one time the uh, art teacher had AP art against my top wind ensemble. And that was a problem because I had kids that wanted to do both. And we went and talked about how we could move the things around in the schedule. And we found out by manipulating the schedule, we could fix it. The other part that we had was a problem was that we had our top orchestra that was rehearsing the same time as my wind symphony. And my wind symphony kids were the wind players in the orchestra and we shared them. So we had to make sure we had that all worked out. Another person that's real important to be, to have good co close contacts was just the athletic director. Um, shared facilities in the wintertime, the use of the gym, a crucial person to know and to work with. And uh, I know that when we were going through renovations, the AD and I worked really hard to make sure that the gym was renovated and that they would add an extra gym to help things relieve the pressure to the gym. And we got fairly close to that. And then at the last minute, when we were doing the renovations, the building committee canceled the funding for that. And we both went and complained to the uh, building committee saying, well, this isn't fair. You've got 
the majority of the kids using these facilities, yet you're denying them the use of these facilities. And because of our position as a team, it worked out well in the future for them. Also working with your department chairs in a positive, open, friendly manner. We had biweekly department chair meetings and we talk about all our problems. And the, the one thing that I tried to do was be a good listener and listen to their problems and see if I could see a way around their situation to help them. And in some cases I could, and I did. And I always volunteered to go up and help them fix that out. Um, I was also on the facilities and security committee. Um, security, as we all know, is a prime concern in these days, but it always was and always has been in the building that I worked in. We had over 82 doors that opened to the outside and we had to come up with methods of securing the building to keep it a safe working environment. And so I, I volunteered as a teacher to chair the committee. Not the best thing in the world, but whenever there was a fire drill, I was responsible for figuring out the pathways for getting out of the building so that we met the uh, town guidelines for getting the building emptied in, in a quick amount of time and then closing off parking lots and driveways to the building and protecting the kids. And uh, I, I remember one time I came to school, you know, school started at 7.30 in the morning and I got there usually about 10 of seven. And I come in and there's squad cars all over the place. Somebody had reported a bomb scare in the building and the state police were there with the dogs and they were taking them through the building. And what happened is that kids were being dropped off and where did we put the kids? And fortunately the weather was good. So we brought them out to the football stadium. We had security guards go down to the far end of the stadium and block off anybody from the outside getting in. And we had another part of the security team and the police department check the stadium to make sure there weren't any devices placed in the stadium. And we moved all the kids into the stadium and then we set them up according to grading, according to home rooms, so that when it was all over, we could get them out in a positive and simple situation. And also we had to control people coming into the building with their cars to drop their children off and we had to adjust the scenario. But as the security team, we were able to do that, protect the kids, protect our colleagues and make sure it was a positive situation. And in the end, the, when the kids went back into school, they got to see all the state troopers there with all their dogs sitting there. And of course, kids wanna go over and touch the dogs and state troopers said, no, please leave my dog alone. She or he's been working. And, uh, but they were able to discuss that with the kids and it was really a positive situation. The other thing that I think is important is if there's a renovation committee for your building for an upcoming renovation, volunteer to be on it because it, you never know what the positive in, impact or negative impact it could be by you being or not being on the committee. In my case, we added a new science wing, we added a new culinary arts center, and we added the re, re renovation of two floors of our building, which was rather large. And in the end, I convinced them to add an orchestra room. Prior to that, my orchestra director taught class on the stage and, um, out of it came a very large flat floor orchestra room, which worked out quite well for us. And uh, nobody had any problems with that, considering that we as a department volunteered so many hours to uh, working on the committee. Um, school council. I, I know it's another couple hours at night, but being on the school council 
with the other parents so that you can hear their concerns and try to work with them and work for them. And parent organizations, we had our band parent organization, they were phenomenal, but it meant going to two meetings a month. And, um, but in the end, the payback was far exceeded the time that's going on. Other things that I think you need to think about when you're networking is outside of your school district. Um, I had a good relationship with the police department. Uh, some of my students had some difficulties with the police and we had arrangements worked out so that they could be a normal participating student as long as they followed the rules and followed the guidelines by the police department and the parole department. Uh, EMTs, always need EMTs if you have uh, certain types of festivals, like if you have a marching band festival at your school, you need EMTs there, or you need EMTs in a festival you might hold in the gymnasium, something like that, and have a good relationship with the head of the EMT board is uh, wonderful. And then there's the fire department. The, the building inspector was the uh, assistant chief, I think, of the fire department. And, uh, you know, they'd come through your area. And as any music teacher knows, we have clutter because we have so much stuff in our area. And, you know, met with the, the fire inspector and we'd, we'd go through what we have to adjust and change. And then they'd understand why we had certain things there. The other thing, other group that's kind of bizarre to be interested in is the realtor association and my attitude was that if the realtor association could go to potential clients and say listen our high school has one of the best music programs and our middle schools and our elementary schools have one of the best music school uh, music programs in the area and this would be a great town for you to live in using that as a point of reference tended to attract people to this to the area and wanting to be part of it um, you also, the heads of different religious groups, I'm not advocating uh, talking about religion in schools, but in my case, where my football field was, adjacent to the football field was an Orthodox temple. And the rabbi and I would talk frequently, and my main concern was that, Rabbi, I'm doing such and such a festival on the football field or we're practicing on the football field would this interfere with any of the things that you're doing at temple and we talk and i'd adjust my schedule because i didn't want to interfere with him or what he was trying to do religiously and it just out of pure respect and same thing about you know they'd have um kids that were getting their first communion or kids that were getting their uh christening and stuff like that or um uh, it's the words escape me right now, but uh, working with the other churches to make sure that we weren't in conflict with what they were doing. I remember one time we were going to the uh, Carrier Dome in uh, New York State for the New York Field Band Conference Championships, and uh, confirmation is the word I was trying to think of. And I had 15 kids that were con being confirmed that day when the championships were occurring, and we worked with the two churches, and then the parents of the kids wanted them to participate in the festival. So the parents got a charter plane and they flew the kid, the, the church adjusted the time schedule a little bit on the confirmations. So the kids could get to the airport, get on the charter plane, get up to Syracuse to do the show. And just as we're getting ready to come in, all these kids come running into the locker room to warm up just before we're going on the field. And it was a great sight, but it showed our ability to communicate with the different religious groups in town and then local merchants you know if you can buy local buy local support your local merchants so that they know that the 
blah, blah, blah band supports their business. So that when you have a fundraiser and kids are going out to go and get ads, they'll support the kids. But more importantly, they know that the kids and their parents come and buy from them. And that goes very specifically to music stores. Um, I don't think we as band directors can live in a band room and insulate ourselves from the community, whether it be the teaching community, the town community, or communities within the town, and only focus on our teachers. We need to be the CFO, the CEO, the guidance counselor, the life counselor, and then the band director if we want our programs to flourish. I hope my comment, comments have been helpful. This is my opinion. Um, this is the way I operate or have operated as a band director. And I just think that the inter-school, inter-community networking is crucial to the success of your program. Uh, I hope I've been helpful. And if you have any questions, always feel free to let us know. Thank you once again. And this is the conclusion of episode 16, inter-school networking for the growing band director. Have a great day. Bye-bye. Thank you for listening to the Growing Band Director podcast. If you enjoyed this episode, don't forget to subscribe. And if you want to help spread the word, please give us a five-star review and tell your band director friends to subscribe too. We're available on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, our YouTube channel, and wherever you listen to podcasts. Also, if you have the time, we highly recommend the After Sectionals podcast for more great listening. Thank you for listening to the Growing Band Director. See you next week.